Welcome to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast. We hope and pray the following message blesses your life. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit us at nlcclancaster.com. Join me in Ephesians chapter 4, starting at verse number 1. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body, there is one spirit, even as you're called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. So I speak today from this passage of scripture, verse number five that simply states, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And I speak to you from that thought, one. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. And everyone said amen to the word. You may be seated. A question concerning the Lordship of Jesus Christ can be found in the book of Luke. Jesus said in Luke 6, 45 and 46, A good man of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. And then Jesus asked this question. And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? What a legitimate question for this hour that we're living in. The Lord asked them then, and this word is relevant for today, He said to them, why are you calling me Lord? And yet you are not doing the things that I would have you do. I would say at the outset today that a person does not have the right to call Jesus their Lord if they're not willing to listen and obey his word. A person who calls Jesus Lord and then turns around and refuses to follow, how can we put this, the precepts and the, 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 the principles of the Holy Writ is actually operating in a form of godliness. And they will eventually deny the power thereof. That's why Paul pen these words to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4, I charge thee therefore before God 
and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Timothy, preach the word. Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they turn uh, after with their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. And then the last verse that I would share with you goes like this, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. And at the outset of this exhortation, I would say when a person a congregation, uh, an organization, or even a nation has a form of godliness and they deny the power of God, they deny the word of God, they deny the will of God, I would say to you that the Old Testament scripture informs us that they are like a cistern. But not just any cistern, they are like a broken cistern that can hold no water. And because Jesus is not their Lord, it can be said that they are a Christian by heritage, but not by experience. And so today we must be followers of Christ. <coughs> and we must be followers of Christ. Um, And I don't want to break your eardrums. <clears throat> Hallelujah. And everybody said amen. amen. Glory to God. This is the aftermath of having a chest cold this week. The good news is it may shorten the sermon. <laughs> I don't know. I can't promise you that. I do have a message today. And I want to share that with you. We live in a day when his lordship has been called into question on every front. And one thing that contributes to this is this. Spiritual authority has diminished because of our prosperity. In other words, I go to third world countries and I see absolute apostolic miracle signs and wonders and sometimes I ask myself the question why there and not here and I would say to you that prosperity and our own abilities sometimes trumps our faith in God and we put faith in other things and one thing that contributes to that is forgetting God the peril of forgetting God in your time of prosperity this was a concern in Deuteronomy chapter 6 where the Word of God clearly tells us that it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he sware unto thy fathers to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give thee great and goodly cities, cities that you did not build, houses full of good things which thou fillest not, 
wells digged which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not. And when ye shall have eaten and now you are full, this is what he said. And this is how I see uh, our world today. They have eaten and they are full. He said, then be aware lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee out of the land of Egypt and from the house of bondage. Whatever you do in your prosperity, do not forget it was the Lord that brought you out. It was the Lord that blessed you on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and blessed you the next week. The peril of denying God in your hour of plenty goes like this in Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 9. Lest I be full, got everything that I need, everything that I want, lest I be full and deny thee and actually say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and still and take the name of my God in vain. I would say today that there is one Lord. His name is Jesus. And he is above all, through all, and in you all. And he's God all by himself. That's why in our text it goes like this. There is one body, one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. And this very moment, in this very house of worship, I say to you that the Lord Jesus Christ is looking for someone that he can move into, work in, and work through. According to Mark chapter 16, starting at verse 15, he said unto them, Jesus said, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and set on the right hand of God. And I love the next statement that goes like this. And they... The disciples, the followers, the ecclesia, the called out, the redeemed, the church, they went forth and preached everywhere the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following, amen. What a tremendous, powerful scripture. I know that the world, the Lordship has slipped through their fingers, but if we embrace him, if we embrace his calling and great commission to go into the world and preach this gospel to every creature, even after his ascension and after he was gone, the scripture tells us the disciples went forth and they preached everywhere. And the Lord, even though he had ascended, he was with them, confirming the word with signs following. That phrase, the Lord working with them, means this. It means the combined action of two or more, the functioning of a unified endeavor, 
the cooperative action of two forces, the cooperative effort of two or more working as a team. And I would say today, this is the hour for you and I to once again on this Sunday morning as New Life Christian Center to make a commitment in our heart and declare that Jesus Christ is the King of Kings and he is the Lord of Lords. And we must remember, we must remember who it was that called us out of darkness into a marvelous light. Look at Acts chapter 16 and verse number, uh, chapter 11 and verse number 16. Then remembered I the word of the Lord, how that he said, John indeed baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. I love that first statement. I wish you would memorize it and live by it and declare it every day of your life. Then I remembered the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. In your mountaintop experience, remember the word of the Lord. When you're in the valley, remember the word of the Lord. In your good days, remember the word of the Lord. In your bad days, remember the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. When you're going through a trial, remember the word of the Lord. Whenever things gone against you, remember the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. When the devil comes in like a flood, remember the word of the Lord. The word of God is good. Your Bible says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them. I want to preach to somebody right now. He is the Lord and he is our great God, our great God that can heal, bless, deliver, and save. He is the almighty one. I wish somebody today would remember the word of the Lord Jesus Christ and declare it over your life. In our meeting today, prior to the service, our elder, brother Bud Mason, he is a part of our team that meets prior to the service. And I asked him today if you had anything for us, anything he wanted to speak to the leadership and the ministers of the church. And he said, yes. He said, I made, I made a commitment at the first of this year that every day when I got up, I would declare this is gonna be a good day in the Lord. And he said, from January 1st until now, every morning, no matter what I'm facing, God's got this. This is gonna be a good day. And he said, I haven't had one down day this year. Well, I thank God for that. And I thank God that you and I can take from the example of an elder. And I think we ought to start right now by saying, this is going to be a good day. Hallelujah. God's going to bless me this day, lead me this day, help me this day, direct me this day. Hallelujah. Even if you're like Jason Lentz and today is your birthday and you're getting old, don't get depressed, my brother. Lift up your head. This is a good day. Come on, somebody help brother Lentz out right now. I'm just telling you, we don't have time to have a bad day. 
Hallelujah. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Of course, there will be valleys and trials and tests, but watch this. In the midst of all of that, I understand who my Lord is. I'm not putting his lordship on the back shelf somewhere. I'm putting him at the very forefront of my life. He's the Lord of glory. He's the great I am. He's the everlasting father. He's the prince of peace. He's the way maker. He's the joy of my salvation. He's the keeper of my soul. He is my Lord. I wish somebody would declare on this Sunday morning, Jesus is my Lord today. He's the Lord. Listen to this carefully. Psalm 27. If there's two scriptures that I pray almost every time that I pray, it's Psalm 100. I will enter into his gates with thanksgiving. I pray that almost, I pray that scripture almost every time that I pray. Another scripture that inevitably I find myself coming back to in my time of prayer is Psalm 27 and verse number one. The Lord is my light and my salvation. I want the enemy to hear that today. The Lord is my light and my salvation. I know you brought darkness against this world and against this society and you're trying to bring it against the church. But I've got one thing to say from an Old Testament writing, devil, and here it is. The Lord is my light and my salvation. And here's something you need to know about light. First of all, here's something you need to know about darkness. Darkness can never come to where light is. Darkness cannot come into a room where there is light. It has to stay at the door, but light can go anywhere there is darkness and the darkness has to flee from it. I want to preach to somebody right now, let the light in, open the door, watch Jesus come in, watch him be the Lord of your life, watch him light up your world, watch him send darkness running away. The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? He's my Lord. So the Lordship in this passage of Scripture, it simply says there is, everybody say one Lord. And everyone say one faith. I want to talk about your faith. There's two avenues we could go. We have our faith, which is what we believe according to the Word of God. And then we have faith that the size of a grain of mustard seed that we can speak to the mountain. I'm going to talk a little bit about both. And the first Scripture I bring to you is Jude chapter 1 and verse number 3. Beloved... When I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you that you should earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. We must earnestly contend for the faith, fight for the faith, stand for the word of God. Stand for truth. We must earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Another scripture that I share with, will share with you concerning faith is found in Romans 12 and 3. For I say, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure 
of faith. So according to the word of God, the Lord Jesus Christ will always give you exactly what you have need of in your time of need. Do you believe that? Does anybody believe that word? There is a spirit today. As a matter of fact, it's in our world right now. There is a spirit today that challenges our faith. Has anyone bumped up against it? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You're almost afraid to even say you're a Christian. Come on now. Almost afraid to say that you believe that, that, uh, that abortion is wrong. It's almost like, oh, don't say that. Oh, no, I don't have to say it. I just have to tell you what the Word of God says. There's a spirit today that challenges our faith. Call it what you will. Call it the spirit of the age, the spirit of the antichrist, the spirit of iniquity. Whatever you choose to call it, it has one goal, and that goal is to cause this generation to doubt the existence of God. I would say to you that the spirit of the age wants this generation not to even believe that there is a God. You've come too late. Oh, because he brought me out of the miry clay. I remember what I was, and I know what I am now, and I know what I'm going to be here in the hereafter. Hallelujah, you've come too late to tell me that he don't exist. He's God all by himself. Hallelujah. The enemy of our soul, the spirit of the age, wants this generation to doubt the very existence of God. How many knows that they will challenge the authority of God, the integrity of God? They will cause you to overlook the greatness of God. That, that spirit will even try to cause you to denounce the word of God. And this spirit will try to suppress the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. But Ephesians 3 and 20 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. He's still God Almighty and he's in this house today to meet your need at your point of faith. <coughs> and somebody said amen. You see, prior to his death, Moses, we find Moses blessing the tribes of Israel. And listen to what he said to Asher. Love this. I love what he said to Asher. In Deuteronomy chapter 33 and 24. And of Asher he said, let Asher be blessed with children. Let Asher be acceptable to his brethren. Let him dip his foot in oil. Thy shoes, Asher, thy shoes shall be iron and brass. And as thy days, so shall thy strength be. Amen. Now, I had a vision that when I read that, you would take this service over. But since you didn't, let me explain verse 24. The last part of that verse, if you please, or 25. Thy shoes shall be as iron and brass, and as thy days show, so shall thy strength be. I say that to say this. 
you will be dealt a measure of strength to match your need every day. If you've got your faith in him, one Lord, one faith. If you put your faith in him, he will give you exactly what you have need on a daily basis. He will open the door today, the door that needs to be opened. He'll make a way today, the way that needs to be made clear. Whatever your need is today, as thy days are, so shall thy strength be. What a great story we read in 1 Kings chapter 17. Don't have time to read it, but we find the story of Elijah, a famine, a widow, a cruise of oil, and a handful of meal. That's all we find in that story. We find a prophet and a widow who has a son who has given her last cupcake to the man of God. And the man of God said, now God is going to sustain you in the famine. And can I tell you right now, as her days were, so was the meal and the oil that God promised. Every day she came back and found another handful of meal and more oil. Every day she was sustained. I want to preach to somebody right now that the devil is a liar and God is still a supplier and he will supply what you have need. You need healing, he's a healer. You need deliverance, he is a deliverer. You need a blessing, he is a blesser. You need the Holy Ghost, he'll fill you with his spirit. I'm just telling you right now that you've got to have faith in God and that faith says every time I take the lid off of the meal barrel there's going to be meal in it because as my days are so shall my strength be and the devil wants you come on somebody you've got to open up and open your heart your mind your soul and say God is going to supply my need today glory to God Caleb give me this mountain I love Caleb Gibbs. He's here this morning. Hallelujah. I'm glad you're here. Glory to God. Worshiping and praising and magnifying God, I dedicated you as a baby, and now you're a preacher of the gospel. Would you welcome Caleb here today? Hallelujah. And I'm just going to tell you that as your days are, so shall your strength be. And every time you step out by faith, I heard you at the Mark conference during that song they sang. They needed a preacher and they brought you up. And the anointing of God touched you from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. What you felt at the Mark conference is going to be with you when there's not hundreds of people around and you're out there by yourself and you're ministering to others and you don't feel like the great crowd is there, but you know that God is there. Let me just tell you something. God's going to put your feet in oil and every step that you take, he's going to open that door. He's going to make a way for you and as your days are so shall your strength be it may not mean that he's going to be there with a great crowd every day but when you're by yourself he's with you when you're on the mountain he's with you come on somebody God is in this house today to reveal himself every day what you have need of our God is able hallelujah everybody said amen We understand that there's one Lord. There's one faith. What was it that caused that lad to say to Andrew, 
here, here, take, take this bread and these fish that mama fixed for me today for my lunch and give it to Jesus. Can I tell you when Jesus got a hold of that which was given to him by that lad and he looked at five loaves and two fishes and then he looked at Andrew's faith and the faith of a child he said, tell everybody to sit down, put 50 there, 100 there, 50 there, 100 over there, 100 there, 50 there, 50 there. There was 5,000 all together. And then he said, hallelujah, as your days are, so will your strength be. As your needs are, I know it's just five loaves and two fish. But I believe, and I can't, I, you know, this is just me personally, I believe that he started to distribute it to the disciples and that they turned around and started handing it to others and it multiplied in their hands. They, they couldn't get to the end of it. They took the bread and they took the fish. Well, there's still more bread and there's still more fish and they took some more bread and some more fish and they started multiplying it and they started walking in faith. You know what I see coming to New Life Christian Center? There's going to be some people, I preached about it last week, that's going to realize that there's a well deep inside of you and that well is going to bring forth springing water and, and the more that you multiply, the more that you reach down and take the supply that God has given you and give to others and share to others, you don't get to the end of it. You cannot exhaust him. You cannot get to the end of him. You can't get to the bottom. There is no bottom line. Hallelujah. He's from eternity to eternity. Don't put him in a box because your box is going to break wide open because he's coming out of your box. He's, he's able to do much more than what you that we can even think. He's going to multiply because he said, as your days are, so will your strength be. Whatever your need is, God's going to multiply it in the midst of your need. Faith. That's the kind of faith that we're talking about. Listen carefully to Psalm 84, 11. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield, and the Lord will give grace and glory. Watch this now. No good thing. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. He's going to withhold some bad things. You don't even know how many bad things he's protected you from how he's kept you from. You, you, does anybody hear what the preacher's saying? Can I tell you right now, no good thing will he withhold from you. As your days are, so shall your strength be because he is God Almighty and he knows the end from the beginning. He is the Holy One of Israel. Amen. Matthew seventeen twenty. Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say to this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Turn to your neighbor and say, nothing shall be impossible. Hallelujah. Now, let me ask you a few questions here, and I'm going to my third point, and that is the baptism of God's Spirit. But before we get there, have faith in God. Turn to your neighbor and say, have faith in God. Turn to your neighbor and say, God's going to hear your prayer. Come on, let's preach to each other. Repeat after me. God's going to forgive your sins. Cleanse your heart. Direct your steps. Redeem your soul. Sanctify your life. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, as your days are. So will your strength be.
And I declare today in the name of Jesus in this house of worship that he will comfort those who are going through the valley of the shadow of death. He will strengthen those who are in the heat of the battle, encountering temptation, facing difficulties, unclean habits, faithfully laboring in the kingdom and you don't feel like you're equipped, he's getting ready to equip you. He will restore those who have fallen by the wayside because he is the Lord and we have our faith in him. And everybody said amen. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Now, I'm just going to give you some evidence. The Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, what? Let everything be established. Let's establish the third point of this sermon. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Are you ready? It starts with John the Baptist. He comes out of the wilderness. Locusts and wild honey dripping from his beard. Camel hair on for a garment. He certainly doesn't look like a high priest like his father Zacharias with the flowing robes and, and all of the pomp and pageantry of the temple. No, he comes out of the wilderness. He's been taken to the wilderness by God and instructed by God to be the one who would lead Israel to the Christ child. And this is what he says. I indeed, Matthew 3.11, I indeed baptize you with water under repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and the fire. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Now we hear Jesus in John chapter 7. Verse 37, in the last days, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. But thus spake he of the Spirit, which they that believed on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. So we've got the witness of the apostle uh, John the Baptist. We've got the witness of the Christ, Jesus Christ. And now we have the witness of Simon Peter on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2.37. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. There is the third witness. But it doesn't stop there because that was preached to the, to the Jews in the streets of Jerusalem. And we go to Acts chapter 10 and now it's our turn. The Gentiles turn in Acts chapter 10 starting at verse 44. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word, and they of the circumcision, the Jews, which believed were astonished as many as it came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles 
or the uncircumcised, the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. How did they know that they received the Holy Ghost? For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. And then Peter said, Can any forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. I'm just telling you on this Sunday morning, he is our Lord. No one can dethrone him from my heart. His lordship is over my heart. There is one faith, our general faith in what we believe and then the faith that we speak, the word that is nigh thee, it's close to thee, it's even in your heart and in your mouth, the word of faith that we speak. And when we speak it, we understand that he's going to give us strength for our journey and we declare that. And so... It is time for God to bring to New Life Christian Center what I preached about last week, something that is within us, within the church. The Lord has put in the church miracles, signs, and wonders, and those things are in this house today. These are the last days, and I say in closing, we need a move of the Spirit of God like we've never had before. And when we have it, Mark 16 comes alive. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So today, if you would bow your heads for just a moment, I want to pray as the musicians and singers come. I want to pray for you, and what I'm going to pray is this. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I would say before I pray that we need a renewal. We need to open up the wells of living water. We need a rebirth of God's Spirit in our lives. And the word renewal simply means regeneration, rekindling, repair, revitalization, rejuvenation, replenishment, replenishment restoration and rebirth and I declare to you today Psalm 51:10, to be our cry today in these altars create in me a clean heart O God renew a right spirit within me cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit Lord, I thank you today that I am speaking to a congregation that embraces and loves truth. And we understand that there is one Lord. You are God all by yourself. There is one Lord, one faith, the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. We seek that, Lord. We seek that faith in you where you will give us strength for every journey. Every step that we take, you promise to be there. And then, Lord, you said there's one baptism. Thank you that in this hour, you are still pouring your spirit out upon all flesh. You declare it to be so in the last days, saith God. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Nothing can stop that, Lord, because it is a declaration of your word. And we believe that word today. And that concludes this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. And for those of you on iTunes, leave us a good rating. 
Thank you for listening to the NLCC Lancaster Podcast.